And we are live. Welcome to the Sunday Scaries, presented by Cottonwood Media. I am your host, your favorite host, favorite host, the King of the Grove. And I'm joined by my good friend and always second chair, the doctor, Sandy G himself. What's happening? Hey, man. Pleasure to be here. Today is the divisional conference championships. It's conference championship Sunday. We're going to talk about both the games, what to look forward to in the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about uh, what we're going to give our picks for who we think will win all the NFL awards at the end of the year. And then we're going to do a little uh, rumor mill time where we talk about coaches fired, coaches hired, Maybe some baseball juice. Uh, sound good? Sounds fantastic. Right off the bat. What a Sunday, huh? Um, One game was really fun. Yeah, one game was really fun. Unfortunately, it was not the NFC game. Tough luck for all involved. Sure. Uh, we'll get into the Niners. We'll get into the Eagles. Where... Where to start? Are the Eagles a buzzsaw that cannot be stopped? I think they kind of proved um, defeating the number one defense that they are uh, the best team this year. Um, honestly, I, I I was surprised by, um, you know, getting 31 on that defense was pretty impressive. Um, it, it seems like the Eagles, uh, it would be safe to say that the Eagles are going to win it all. So I, I was impressed. I, I could not tell from that game what they are. Hmm. It was, here's what I know. Their defense is very good. Here's what I also know. Everybody on the Niners was about to play quarterback and right out the gate. If, if Purdy gets hurt and now we're on to Mr. John Johnson himself. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Been around long enough. You probably know his name. <laughs> well he hasn't done anything notable. So shouts out to 13 year career. Uh well, 14 years with 15 teams or maybe the inverse. Fif 14 15 years with 14 teams. It, well good for him. He's getting that pension. There's a lot of uh, that's a lot of experience. Some would say that's a, that's a good uh, guy to have in your locker room. Big locker room guy. I think so. I think uh, people like him in the locker room. That that party injury sucked. I mean, that was you you identified that pretty quickly. That's that that's that Josh Allen UCL. Yeah. So um, instantly sprains his UCL um, and at least what I noticed in the game is you kind of saw a, a major deflation across the sideline on the Niners side. Um, I think what I was thinking about it more uh, and I was like, Oh, they're just sad because their their starting quarterback went down. But I think it was just the culmination of Holy crap. We've run into so many goddamn injuries this year and um, left, right and center. Three of them were our starting quarterbacks. So they, there were weeks where, I mean, if you were to just recap their entire season, you have week one, Elijah Mitchell 
down and out for half the year. Yep. You get Debo going in and out. You lose Trey Lance week two. You got Jimmy, who's going to be the the return of the king almost. But then, nope. Down goes Jimbo. Here's another guy, Mr. Brock Purdy, who up until this point had not lost. But you, if you can't throw the ball, you can't play quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think he ended the game like what, like four for six? Like, no, I think he was four for four. Didn't throw an incomplete pass. Sure. So for like twenty yards, thirty yards, it, it exactly in a in a NFL championship uh, conference championship game. Um, if you take out an entire phase of offense, you're not going to win. So no, and I think. The Niners held out for as long as they really could. Their defense kept that very competitive for as long as I think they could. But enough short fields and enough Eagles just pounding the football finally broke them. Because it was 7-7, and McCaffrey was doing everything on planet Earth to carry that football team. He was He was trying to do tough run after tough run. And after after that 7-7, 14-7, oh, maybe there's a chance, 21-7, not feeling great, not looking great. And then it, you know, it was it was already over. Well, I walked out of the room, but you were still watching when uh Josh Johnson had that fumble and, and concussion, and then subsequently got taken out of the game uh midway through the second. That was the true uh, I think, nail in the coffin. Um, that is very deflating for a team, I'm sure. I, and again, I think it just really goes down to the Niners were just like, God, when when are we going to have a healthy quarterback? And uh, Purdy was their healthiest and their their strongest towards the end of the season, which was great. Did great in the playoffs, but yeah, it it just if you a team as good as the Eagles are going to capitalize on those things, and you can't. It, you're in an NFC or yeah, NFC Championship game. You can't, you can't get down like that on yourself. You got to just keep your head up if you can. And um, hot rumors were they were talking to Juice about um, getting in and, and being the quarterback. Well, he was listed as the emergency quarterback. Yep, yep. Much like in hockey, the emergency goalie is a fan that shows up every night. <laughs> the Niners were very close to having a a, a halftime punt passing kick competition to see who would be the starting quarterback in the third. Uh, the craziest part about that whole thing is uh, when when Johnson went out, it was because the eye in the sky said it looked like he banged his head to a style. Mm. He was nowhere near as hurt as that. I mean, visually, he might have really rung that bell, but when he when they send Purdy back in there at some point, it's like you would be better off just running a wildcat. And I'm surprised we didn't see that. Well, they they tried a little bit. They tried a little bit of uh, you know, double reverse. They ran every baloney run you could think of. And um yeah, I, he did so he did go back. Uh Josh Johnson did go back to the locker room and they ruled him out officially with a concussion. So I mean, shout out to the the system, the, sky, the huh? system is working. Uh, well, they have to now because Tua is still not doing anything 
physical and is still listed out until further notice. So when it comes to the Eagles offense, they did basically all that they needed to do. And the Niners defense was still really good for three quarters of that game to half a game. I mean, what do you do at some point? But, you know, the the Eagles, if they can run the ball, surely they will be able to pass the ball when the time comes. And this was kind of a cakewalk the whole way, you know. It's never a great feeling when you see the backups come in in the NFC Championship game and they're taking a knee to end the game on you. Yeah, um, it they, they are just unstoppable on offense. We'll capitalize on any mistakes you make. That defense obviously did exactly what they needed to do. Um, you know, we, you just this is do or die, and the Niners look like they wanted to die. Kyle Shanahan also had on the opening possession when Devonta Smith made that sweet catch that was, not, was a catch. not a catch, there was no challenge there, but they, the Eagles sped that up real fast. Smart play on their part. Incredibly intelligent for Devonta Smith to say, <laughs> get going. We, I know I didn't catch that. Let's go. Um, that's a veteran play from a young guy. Yeah. Uh, take advantage of it, man. And, and that was really, you know, to get that kind of lead um, early, you know, it's only seven nothing, right? But but that was really a, a good way to keep it snowballing. And and then Shanahan follows it up with challenging a play where the ball was clearly not caught. Mm-hmm. You know, so missed one, missed two. A lot of momentum lost there. I think that's also a, a good point that you're bringing up. Um, and we saw it in, in the... AFC game um, where some challenges were getting thrown on, you know, just first down plays and and were uh, relatively successful. So I think that's also a coaching thing too. It It is for sure. It is. It's do or die. And uh, with something, if you notice the other team saying, we got to get to the ball, hurry, hurry, hurry. You might just want to say, screw it, throw the flag. Why not? Don't let them get up on us like that. And he would have won. Yeah. At least. At least if you lose that challenge, you have, in a way, slowed their momentum down the field. It's like calling a bad timeout, but you could win something out of it. Well, yeah, and it's so early in the game that, like, being down a timeout in the first quarter, like... Might not be the worst thing. That's not Might the not, worst thing, yeah. It's not the second half yet. It's not, oh, I'm going to need these for the fourth. I mean, can't take them with you. Mm-hmm. And, and so as the game progresses, they were showing that sideline. And I'd never seen Jimmy G have a bigger shit-eating grin in my life. <laughs> well, both him and Lance were I, just giggling it up. Yeah, like they would have done any better. I think they probably are privy to the fact that uh, Purdy is getting the nod, or at least he was before the injury. This, um, is, this is tough now because – Shanahan, I, I believe Shanahan had said he was going to be our guy. And, you know, that's that could be like a confidence thing. That could be like we need him to perform well in the playoffs. That could be a lot of different reasons why he would say that. But if you're a Niners fan, you know that Jimmy was never going to be the guy next year. And I don't know how excited you would be to have Trey be the guy. 
I'm not excited if Trey Lance is the guy. I hate Trey Lance. <laughs> Calm down, Cowherd. <laughs> the one thing I'll agree with Colin Cowherd on, yeah. What a what a great what a great quarterback he's gonna be. Two weeks later, daughter no longer dating. This guy was the worst college quarterback I've ever seen. Shouts out to the pride of Eastern Washington. Uh, the other, the other big takeaway from this was the Niners Ninered pretty hard. They won the fight at the end for sure. They won the fight. Didn't win the game, but won the fight. So you're gonna you're gonna win. You gotta you gotta win one, right? Win win the game or win the fight. At least you can go into the offseason saying we physically fought them and won. I think when the Niners entered the playoffs, my the thought in the back of my head, even though I was like, yeah, Niners are going to go all the way, was Purdy's got to play like Mr. Irrelevant sometime. He's got to crap the bed. Now, an injury, you can argue, is not necessarily crapping the bed. It's kind of bad luck. But, um, you know, his ending numbers prove that, like, hey, he just wasn't ready. Yeah, and you, you could say whatever you want injury related like it happened i wouldn't hold that against him numbers wise or performance wise he was clearly hurt sounded like he couldn't even grab the ball which is why i mean he Shanahan said post game you know he said he wasn't really fighting to go back in because he said he he knew he couldn't throw Mm. and he would be hurting the team so you know as much as everyone's like you got to get in there and play if you are at the position of throwing a ball and you can't throw the ball you don't need to be the guy that's arguing to get yourself in there so he he was trusting the Niners and when it came time to have him forcefully be put back in the game you know he he did all he could you can only run so many run plays before everyone goes they're just going to hand it off to the left or right just load the box and press up on the outside who knows well you know a, a big Thing that was made for the AFC game was just about adjustments. We kept hearing how all these coaches uh, on both sides uh, were, were adjusting constantly. And um, really, you only had to make one adjustment for the Eagles. And that was just, hey, we know they're only going to run. Yep. So let's just stop them. I think the other, uh, the other pretty incredible part of all of this is – uh, the the Philly scum. They, <laughs> what? Why do you guys need to riot so hard? What is? They climbed up those grease poles faster than <laughs> Spider Man entering the Daily Bugle. What? I mean, sure. Yeah. How do you? <laughs> they're becoming. This is like the natural evolution. They know that they're championships are coming they're going to grease these bolts they're evolving to have stickier hands to defeat the grease oh there's something in the water in philadelphia yeah okay pure grain alcohol yes exactly put enough everclear on them and they're going to do amazing superhuman like things they're all of them are basically just like superman at this point they're invincible it it's a fun franchise to be a fan of, I think, because yeah, you can maybe, but I, I surely do not like them. I know you don't. 
I, I think uh, the fact that it's the city of brotherly love too is always just a very fun. Yeah, isn't it ironic? <laughs> they they love when their team wins. It's like rain on your wedding day. The other takeaway from this is the Niners will never win another Super Bowl. Never. I. You have been cursed mm. by what? I don't know, but you need to figure out who did it and why and fix this. And if we're being honest, it might be Jimmy Garoppolo. They, in the last like 10 years, they've been to the Super Bowl versus the Ravens, mm. lost, lost the NFC Championship. Two years in a row now. Lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. Uh, they're not looking great. I don't. I assume it gets no less fun either. Just getting so close every time. But being being a Rams guy, it is so satisfying. Either never beating you in the regular season and then killing your dreams in the championship and going on to win a Super Bowl. Or just watching you blow it every year, no matter what. I know Seahawks fans feel the same way. On Twitter today, they were just annihilating them. Yeah, I I don't necessarily subscribe to that same uh, thought process. I, with the Niners, you know, getting into the playoffs, uh, I was definitely saying, one, Seahawks are not going to win any playoff games, and that's okay. That we just knew it was going to happen. Um, but I kind of was a NFC West fan at that point and was just like, I really hope the Niners take it all the way. But um, yeah, I, I don't know about never winning a Super Bowl, but there is some sort of curse involved. I'm voodooing them hard right now. Okay. But no, actually, I take that back. Unvoodoo. Unvoodoo. Unvoodooed. I'm not going to do that to them because that would be like a reverse curse and they would win the next 10. Okay. On voodoo. Okay. Um, I hope you guys have a very successful franchise history and win many, many Super Bowls. I, I like the reverse psychology there. Um, you guys are such a great team that will never blow it again. <laughs> I I would find it incredibly ironic if uh, Trey Lance is their starter and does not get hurt all season next year and takes them all away. That would be wild. I think that would be crazy. And then immediately ask for a trade. <laughs> I'm out of here, yeah. boys. I think that'd be funny. All in all, the Eagles train is rolling. I don't, you can't say enough good things about that Eagles offensive line. They give all day in the pocket. Hertz made really great decisions all day today. He didn't have to pass the ball a ton, he had a good rushing touchdown which put him at 15 on the year, mm. giving him the most uh, ever in a season-plus postseason. Okay. Uh, Boston Scott, TD, Miles Sanders, TD, three rushing TDs, pretty good. It's in, it's impossible to stop that team right now. Um, like I said, I think they're they're going to win it. Um, but, hey, you know, it, it – I think it just goes to show that um, we've talked about it all all year. Um, 
that NFC East division is just is just a wild one. So I think that's going to make some good football for the next couple of years if they can keep that division so competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, we might find, you know, three teams from the NFC East in the playoffs for the next two to five years. That'd be really fun. Yeah, not that much fun, no. I, I like it. I that's... think it's fun for football. <laughs> um, Eagles heading right to that Super Bowl. We'll see what happens in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. That that'll be that'll be a scene and a half. If so many so many Philadelphia teams have made it to the championships of their sport, Philly's got thumped by the Astros. P's and P's, cheating Astros. Yeah, fuck the Astros. Maybe you guys will have a good hockey year. I heard the Phillies or the Flyers were pretty bad though. Yeah, they're not very good. Not good. That's out Seattle Kraken. Yes. Very good. Number one in the Pacific. All right. That was a shellacking. Final score. Super Bowl bound Eagles. 31. The quarterback less 49ers. Seven. Shout out to uh, taking a fight at the end of the game. I think the Niners are are uh, a fun, scrappy team. <laughs> That's what we're going to call them. Not this, cheap right? at all. Not dirty at all. Nope. <laughs> totally normal football play. They're just scrappy. They just want to win. <laughs> Those darn scrappy Niners. Mm-hmm. Here was maybe the game of the playoffs. Yeah. And was it loaded with some questionable calls at best some incredibly poor officiating at times and two teams that have created a rivalry that will probably last for the entirety of Mahomes and Burroughs career this will not go quietly into the night this will end with a clash of these two teams for the next 10 years yeah, um, I I don't think you can ever count out the Bengals um, with this offense that they have, the weapons, um, defense, incredibly underrated. In fact, I'd be willing to say this AFC championship game had two of the most underrated defenses. Um, Chiefs defense really all season hasn't had to do a whole heck of a lot because that offense puts up so many points. The Chiefs defense is also very sloppy at times. Can be. Um, but you know, we had a great matchup here, um, with all the talk, uh, around town in Cincinnati about how it's, uh, Burrowhead going into Burrowhead because he owns the chiefs. Apparently. I, I hope that mayor is not up for reelection anytime soon because he is going to be behind the eight ball for cursing this team. He may lose reelection simply because of this. I will put my hat in the ring for mayor of Cincinnati. I think you'd fit in well there. I could really eat a lot of their chili. Is Cincinnati known for their chili? Well, they have Skyline. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I could also fix the Harambe situation. <laughs> what? Is it needing fixing? Uh, we need more. We need more Harambe all the time. We need more gorillas? No, not more shot. Oh, just more gorillas in general. Okay, uh, your your first act as mayor 
is going to be shipping more gorillas. More gorillas into Cincinnati. Okay. <laughs> All right. Loose in the streets. Yeah, exactly. No more right. zoos. Yeah, no zoos for them. <laughs> so then if you have to shoot them, it's fair. Okay. All right. Um, and whoever that little kid is, mm-hmm. it's probably closer to an adult now. We try him as an adult for stupidity. <laughs> okay. That's your first act. That's your second act. Second there. act. More gorillas and then try that adult <laughs> kid now. Justice for Harambe. Yes. All right. I like it. Or find him the cost of a gorilla. So you can bring even more gorillas. So in. I can bring even more. Jeez. This man. plan is almost too good. Oh, man. If the Bengals play this game slightly differently, maybe they win 23 to 20. If the Chiefs play this game slightly differently, maybe they win by 14. But starting from the very beginning, let's not get too ahead of ourselves okay. on on the just malarkey that took place at the end. You had a Chiefs team that came out pretty hot. And... Uh, the Bengals responded pretty well, I think. Chiefs went all the way down the field on their first drive, I believe, and they got that field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, not that big a deal, 3-0. That's okay. Uh, and then it was Burrow getting sacked every other play for three drives. They were breaking the line very well, the, the Chiefs defense, um, and, and there just wasn't a lot of protection. That's been kind of the story, though, in Cincinnati since Joe Burrow became their quarterback. Is They don't love him. They can't protect him well, um, and, and we saw that you know kind of on full display. Even though it didn't get away from them, and they still had a fighting chance every single second of this game, um, you know, losing L. Collins to um, one of the best linemen, it, it, that doesn't help, obviously. So it it's tough to see it like that. But, I mean, you kind of touched on it just a little bit ago. From my end, from what I saw, NFL rig confirmed they knew who they wanted into the Super Bowl. Um, it was just inevitable. It makes it hard to talk about a game like this when you see so many just absurd calls or phantom calls or head scratchers that you go, well, that's never been the way this has been played or why now? Well, the chiefs got five downs to convert a third down and And a penalty on top to make sure they got it. The mismanagement from the officiating team, if you want to call it, you know, whatever, whoever mismanaged this clock and gave them, extra downs, whatever, just highly questionable. It doesn't, like you said, bode well for for that not being the narrative. The problem problem being in all this is the game really went from this is is a highly competitive game. Both teams really want to win. The play has been very solid to all of a sudden the Chiefs run a whole third down play it doesn't go their way but then 
it said it was blown dead before the play, and yet they everybody on planet Earth ran the whole play, and no one even thought of stopping for a half second. And then you follow it up with, oh, we got to make sure this ball keeps moving. Here's another penalty. Here's another penalty. And and the best part about all that is the Chiefs got no points off that drive. The Bengals' defense was so, so tough. And, you know, you start going back the other way. Joe Burrow hits Jamar Chase right in the head with that ball. I don't know what happened on that play. If he lost it for a second or never saw it coming in or, I mean, it plunked him right in the head. The Chiefs were locking in on Jamar Chase. Um, T. Higgins had a great game, uh, like we've probably been talking about and like all the NFL pundits have been talking about all season. They truly have two number ones on their team, and and that's a beautiful thing to have. Um, So when one doesn't have a great game, the other one usually does. Regardless, though, um, taking out a weapon like that and and, – keen in on him when he's also making some mistakes here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of the decision maker, I think. It, it's also crazy that in the biggest moments, all the time, it it's like clockwork. Travis Kelsey gets a big pass from Mahomes. Every time. But I, I think you know who deserves a big special shout out? Who's that? MVS. God. Yeah, who'd have guessed? Not me, not me, not me either. At least one former Packer receiver will be in the Super Bowl. That's fun, that's good to see. Um, yeah, I mean, he had a monster game. Um, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, uh, a incredible duo that you know, I think till the end of Kelsey's days, um, that's going to be his quarterback, and that's always fun to see. Um, somebody play so well, uh, two people play so well together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, the they're Chiefs the, are fun. They're the NFL Jordan and Pippen. That could be said. In fact, I think Tony Romo. Did he say that? Because if he said that, I'm going to delete this. <laughs> Master Yoda himself, Tony Romo. <laughs> Do the voice. <laughs> I can't remember what he said. <laughs> I can't remember. But... I'm about to say. I don't know. So motherfucking loud. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Jim. Pass interference. <laughs> Jim. It was the intentional grounding play. <laughs> he goes, Jim. In- intentional was that grounding. <laughs> Jim, I see. <laughs> I see intentional grounding, Jim. Yeah, that was that was a fun moment. Tony Romo calling a, a championship game is always fun. Oh, man. That's so brutal. Here, another one. Verbal meme. Aaron Rodgers, Wolverine, laying in bed looking at a picture. Mm-hmm. But it's just MVS and uh, Devontae Adams. And he's definitely crying. Yeah. From his penis. <laughs> I do not condone that image. That's a bad verbal meme. Deleting that. Verbal meme. Oh, no. Edit in post, please. Verbal meme. Everything's fine. Oh, my goodness. Um, It was a very fun championship game. It was a very fun playoff game. It was the game of the playoffs, like you said. 
Um, two great AFC teams coming together to to give the fans what they want after such a boring uh, morning first game. Yeah. So, and what a crazy way for it to end! What a truly terrible way for it to end. But it was a penalty. Joe Burrow throws that interception. Now the Chiefs are moving. There's not much 30 seconds on that clock. And Mahomes on that busted up, high sprained ankle gets to the outside. And I understand the Bengals guy with Osai, he's running as hard as he can. And the second Mahomes starts to slow up, his hands are extended. He shoves him right in the back. You know? It's it's a call you have to make. It's one you don't have to agree with, but you have to make that call. But based on every other call that had come during this game, it looks bad. I think I, I agree with you in the fact that it needs to be called. I I understand those sideline uh, late hit penalties are are things that just rub me the wrong way because as a defender, you're not looking down at the ground to make sure that you're still inbounds when you touch somebody. You're just trying to push him out. So if he was like two steps sure. out of bounds, I'd be like, okay, sure. But as far as I could tell, he didn't necessarily extend his arm. He kind of just like forearm shoved him and not necessarily like forearm threw him. Sure, sure. That was a tough one, but I, I agree. It has to be called, especially when it's on a quarterback. If yeah. it was maybe on a receiver, I would be like, okay. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes did a little flop at the end, too. It's a good flop. There, At times, you have to – it feels like it could be like a judgment call where it's like, obviously, his intent was to not take him out there. He was – he's a probably damn near 300-pound guy running max speed. You know, he's not going to be able to stop anywhere near in time to avoid any of that. And he didn't land on him afterwards. He didn't – grab twist and throw his arm was just out and was in contact so by rules definitely a penalty by the roger goodell led nfl standards the officials were going to call anything anywhere on that sideline sure so and then you know what you Kind of forget at the end though is Bucker still just crushed a forty-five yarder. He didn't care. He just crushed it. Even if they didn't get that penalty, he may have still made that field goal uh, anyway. He, he launched that thing. Yep. So, yeah, it's a it's a game of uh, you know quite honestly, it's a game of chance sometimes on what's going to get called and what's not, especially when a game goes to the dying moments. There, mm-hmm. um, I I don't necessarily agree with every single call that was made. But the game was still interesting, regardless of who you think got the most calls from the refs. Um, two great AFC teams. It's just they got to figure out how to protect Burrow. And um, I, if if he had a little bit more time, uh, you know, maybe they would have won this game. This is a big. This is a, a a big hit to the NFL in giving some credence to NFL rigged, and they're gonna have to wear this. And this Super Bowl better be clean. It better be hip top and in shape because if there are some felonious flags in this, people are going to lose their minds. I don't care if it's the best or worst officiated game. The NFL already has said that the Chiefs are going to win. I it might feel that way. So if the Chiefs win, I am I'm getting it 
tattooed on my heart. NFL rigged. NFL rigged, 100% confirmed if the Chiefs win. We might have to launch our own investigation, get deep undercover. We can do that. I we got people. We have people. You don't know our people. But <laughs> and we, have, we don't even know our people. <laughs> but they, they'll be activated like the Winter Soldier. I'll, I'll say the 13 key words and they will become my operatives. Excellent. Post game was excellent in this one, unlike the Eagles. I got to hear Jalen Hurts sing Fly Eagles Fly one more time. I might stick two spikes in my ear and learn sign language. That was hard to hear. It was tough. Mm -hmm. But you give the mic to the most electric tight end in football and let him cut a promo. The blood gets going. I bet he watched Royal Rumble last night. Ah, I bet he was a part of the millions and millions, millions watching the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Which was decent. That was fun. We had a fun time watching Royal Rumble. It was a good time. Uh, maybe, maybe someday we'll do a wrestling cover, but that's for another time and place. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Crawley. So it's safe to say, relating NFL to, to WWE, it's safe to say that all superstar tight ends are great WWE. It's a it's a good pipeline. It is, yeah. They I First, it was Gronk. Next, it'll be Kittle mm-hmm. and Kelsey. They should form the tight end tag team. Oh, man. And they could just call themselves the tight ends. The tight ends. I feel like I'm not enunciating this correctly. I don't know if you want to have a, a crew in WWE called the tight ends. Where ends meet. Oh, there you That's go. That's your tag team name. Where <laughs> ends meet. Oh, man. You know what? Someone's going to pay me for that. I'm going to be so mad if I ever see this. Trademark, copyright. What's today's date? The 27th? 8th? 8th, maybe 9th. Who knows? 29th. January. Holy cow. I was three days off. That's okay. January 29th, 2023. I created Where Ends Meet Tag Team filled with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Yes. Okay. Don't anyone ever take that from me. Wrap it up. Sure. Um, fun game. Great game. Great game to end the night on. Um, NFL rig confirmed. Joey B. What is you doing? What is you doing? I tweeted today and I called him Joey Blows. Ooh. Which turns out was a little premature because he surely could have won that game. He definitely blew his load. Read the score. <laughs> The Kansas City Andy Reeds. Yeah. The Andy Reed Bowl 2.0, 23. The Cincinnati all white jerseys failed us Bengals. <laughs> Who wanty? We get the Kelsey Bowl. Kelsey Bowl is fun. That's a fun thing for the NFL. NFL rig. NFL rig super confirmed. All right. Let's let's go to something more fun than saying NFL rigged a bunch of times even though I do think that is fun. Let's send out some awards. Let's try to predict the award winners or give out our own personal awards. Okay. I like this. This is a fun moment. Yeah, We'll start with coach of the year. And for me, 
It can be no other than mm, Doug Peterson. He took the worst team in football and got him to the playoffs. He might have saved uh, Trevor Lawrence's career. And he seems like an all-around fun football guy. That is my pick for Coach of the Year. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at the finalists, we have Dable, McDermott, Peterson, Shanahan, Sirianni. Um, uh, if you're going to take just those five, yeah, you got to say Doug Peterson. Uh, so I definitely agree with you there. This is really a two-horse race, in my opinion, between him and Dable. Probably, yeah. Um, Dable, I think, needs to maybe do a little bit more in the playoffs to maybe be considered. Yeah. Um, but I think your your point exactly is arguably the worst team in football all the way to the playoffs uh, with a electric um, performance towards the end of the season mm -hmm. with a locker room that's very happy. And, you know, almost all players that are interviewed mention it without even being asked. We just love that Doug's here. We just love the locker room now. We're so happy he's here. You got to pick him for coach of the year. Yeah. My my snub, however, is Motor City Dan. Yeah, sure. I can see that. He shouldn't have won it, but he should have been mentioned as a finalist. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I would take him over Sean McDermott or Nick Sirianni. Well, I yeah, and you know both um, those teams were already insanely good. It's not like you couldn't have had a, a monkey drive that bus to the end. I would say, you know, and this is not a Seahawks fan bias by any means. So please don't get it twisted. I think you're right, though. Um, Pete Carroll taking a team, all this, the so smart and intelligent. I was not going to say stupid and Moron. inconsiderate. <laughs> um, uh, pundits were saying, you know, Seahawks are going to be the worst team this year and they can't do anything with Geno. Geno's proven that he cannot be a successful quarterback, blah, blah, blah. blah taking that team to the playoffs, uh, kind of, you know, luckily to the playoffs with some losing at the end. Well, whatever you want to call it, if your projected win total is five and you get nine, didn't you do twice as good as you were expected? Yeah. So again, uh, a little bit of a snub in my opinion to at least be a finalist, but I, I, I do think Doug Peterson, if he wins it, it, it that's a good pick. Mm -hmm. All right. Comeback player of the year. This one is weird. I didn't realize comeback player of the year could be someone that just sat on the bench all of the previous year. I also agree with that. So Gino yeah. wasn't hurt or anything. Was he that I'm aware of? He just didn't, he was just a backup yeah. get the play. Yeah, yeah. So how's he come back? It's a comeback in the story of he saved his career. Uh, maybe, you know, a comeback player of the year is somebody who, did little to nothing based on whatever circumstance in the oh, year prior and then took off. Yeah. Maybe. All right. All right. Fine. If that's going to be the standard, you know, Smith is probably a good uh, candidate to win this. Uh, Saquon is a great candidate to pick this. He went a whole season without destroying his leg. So shouts out to that. Um, and Christian McCaffrey. Fine. He was hurt last year. That's true. But um I think he's in third place in this for me. I certainly agree. Um, I would not. I mean, I don't really know who would take his place in the finalist section here. Just pick um, some defensive guy that got killed last year. I don't know. My thought on Christian McCaffrey in terms of being a comeback player is he had a lot of help from arguably the best team <laughs> in football. 
Uh, so I don't necessarily consider that. I, I would definitely say of the three, Barkley should probably come away with the comeback. I, I like of the Bar year. I like Barkley in this a lot. No. I think Gino might be the favorite though. His story is more compelling, but I think I think what Saquon did was really impressive to make it a whole year injury free and really uh, carry a lot of the workload and get them to the playoffs. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Daniel Jones didn't put up crazy numbers and that receiving core is, you know, nothing that you would draft <laughs> suspect at best. So, um, hey, you let's, know, let's get an update on Galladay. Um, he still does not have those 70 still, still doesn't have them. Okay. <laughs> he might be uh, playing ball with, with his friends. Well, out he, ain't, the backyard, he ain't but... catching those either. <laughs> Um, of the three, 100%, I think Saquon Barkley deserves it and uh, did a lot of heavy lifting, like you said. I like Saquon here. We're rooting for him. Yeah. Here's a pretty good category, a fun one. The AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. I know that everyone's going to give out different awards, so we're going off the AP standard here. But, man, you had... Sauce, Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen, mm -hmm. rookie cornerbacks, both tied for the league lead in interceptions. That's nuts. Um, I know Sauce had like 20-some pass breakups or something crazy there and was like truly a lockdown number one guy. And then kind of sneaking in, Aiden Hutchinson. I had him identified early this year as someone that I thought would be a great player. He had um, he had interceptions, he had fumbles, he had sacks. He was he was contributing pretty big on that Lions team. I'm going to take away some points from him though because they were quite literally the worst defense in football <laughs> for over half the year. Yeah, um, when and I. Well, no, you go, go. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is for Hutchinson, what I noticed is a lot of leadership uh, from a rookie, and, and that's huge. Uh, yes, they were the worst defense, um, but, um, you know, he seemed to pull in the team, and people seemed to listen to him, even though he's so young. That's because uh, so he's I, a Michigan man. I think, well, there you go, <laughs> born and raised. So I think there's a lot to be said there uh, for him and his leadership, but I don't necessarily know if he uh, did enough to, to be a rookie of the year mm. uh, again, uh, I'm not trying to say that there's any bias me being a Seahawks fan. Um, so this might surprise you. Yeah. I'm thinking sauce. I love the sauce pick. Yep. And I think next year he might be uh, competing for straight up just NFL defensive player of the year. What I saw from Sauce Gardner is that um, it would be very noticeable if he was not playing for that team. Yeah. That's what that's, I saw. Hey, you know what? Great point. That's that's a good way to measure it is the Jets would have gotten just cooked up probably twice as bad. He he won them games all on his own. Yeah, I would say so. He Plus, kept he, them in it a lot of the time. He, he put the damn cheese head on in Lambo and just kind of – Gave him the knife right in the ribs. And that's a fun thing to see from a rookie. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think Sauce gets it. All right, this one, the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Some good candidates here. 
Brock Purdy from the clouds. Kenneth Walker from Seattle. K-9. And Garrett Wilson from the Jets. The Jets could get both offensive and defensive rookie of the year, but I don't think they will. Okay. It pains me to say this a great deal. Oh, I love it. I but know gonna I think that Brock Purdy will not win. Oh, damn. Okay. Sure. <laughs> will not win. Yeah, yeah. No shot, my guy. Yep, yep. The winner of this, in my opinion, if I got to cast that vote, it's going to go to K9. K9. I like that pick. He had some ups and downs. He's a rookie. That's expected. Garrett Wilson had some big ups and downs, too. But he was a, a big part of that Seattle offense. He's a dynamic running back, really quite dynamic. So what I was, I've been thinking about the offensive rookie of the year uh, for a couple of days now. Um, and here's kind of how I am thinking this was going to go. Um, Brock Purdy got his chance because of two injuries. Only really started with, you know, five games left in the season. Uh, maybe six, maybe, but regardless, wasn't playing all year. So in my mind, can't really be considered as heavily. I agree. That's, um, that's a good point. Yeah. A9 also got his chance because Penny went down. However, Penny went down pretty early. I think week four, uh, Rashad Penny went down and, and then K9 got his chance and ran with it and did a, a amazing job. Um, Raise your hand if you thought Penny was going to get hurt this year. Like he does every year. Well, Seahawks can't keep a healthy running back, and it's very frustrating. Um, Garrett Wilson played all season. Um, I think if you get Garrett Wilson on a team with a top 10 quarterback, he's going to put up top three numbers. Oh, um, really? To me, he was very impressive. Um, and, and quite honestly, um, I think – that Garrett Wilson gets it. Okay. I think both are very good options. Garrett Wilson was tagged as a, a big number one receiver kind of coming in. And K9 was kind of a sneaky comeuppance. Uh, K9 rushing for over a thousand yards as a rookie is awesome. I yeah. love that. He uh, He had more touchdowns than Garrett Wilson, but I mean, a lot of the times running backs should, if you're starting running back, you probably will have more touchdowns than most wide receivers, but Garrett Wilson also fought through all sorts of quarterback issues. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't hate that pick either, but I'm, I'm going to lock mine in on Kenneth Walker and one of us is going to get this right. Cause it's definitely not going to be Purdy. I just really don't think Brock Purdy should get it. If he no. does get it, I'd, we're going to just keep saying NFL rigged until the cows come home. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right. This is a big category alert. The offensive player of the year. I have feelings about this one. Okay. You can't give this to a quarterback no matter what. You just can't. Sure. But – you could say if Jalen Hurts wins the MVP, then Patrick Mahomes should win Offensive Player of the Year mm. or vice versa. I could see Jalen Hurts actually being Offensive Player of the Year just for how many rushing touchdowns he had. But 
for my money's worth, I like when the offensive player of the year is a running back or a wide receiver or another playmaker on the field that isn't the quarterback. Okay. Because no one on planet earth can win MVP, but a quarterback, which is absurd. I've said this for a couple of years that they should just say, here's the NFL quarterback of the year award. And then here's the MVP award for every other skill position. Sure. Uh, so the, the finalists are between Tyreek Hill, who had a banana land uh, start to the season. You got Jalen Hurts. You got Justin Jefferson, who I think, uh, you know, might have had all the talks of, oh, he's going to get the 2,000 yards. Well, Tyreek had those same talks, too. They both kind of, for different reasons, I think, kind of petered out at the end. And then you have Patrick Mahomes. There's not really a bad choice in here. I'm picking Justin Jefferson. Okay. That's, I just, the plays he was able to make in some of the spots he was able to make them, he had the most receiving yards. Uh, he he made so many big plays, but the takeaway I'm having is at the end of the year when it was crunch time, he did not show up. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, when Cooper Cup won this award, he did go nuts. And he showed up every game in the playoffs. He showed up in the Super Bowl. He showed up when we needed him the most. Now, I know you're not supposed to take playoffs into account for these awards. Mm -hmm. But strictly based off a regular season, if you look at the numbers, I think Justin Jefferson could could win this. I agree with your thought that to give a quarterback this uh, award is, is kind of making a little bit of a mockery over the MVP. It should just be the best quarterback of the year award. <laughs> um, MVP one, MVP two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I understand that thought process. And, and you know, Tyreek and, and JJ, uh, fantastic offensive weapons who, you know, if you take those two away, your offense scores half the points and half the yardage that you really needed. So you're having half the fun. Exactly. Um, But even though I agree with that thought uh, to an extent, I do think Patrick Mahomes gets this. Um, Really not, not Jalen hurts who did more offensive things besides passing. Well, to your point in the very beginning, when we started talking about this category, Uh, I believe that Jalen hurts will probably get the MVP. Oh, oh, spoiler alert. So uh, I think Mahomes gets the offensive player of the year. You're going double quarterback in this. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I I will give some justification when we talk about the MVP okay. in a second. But Jalen Hurts, uh, or sorry, Patrick Mahomes, uh, just a crazy offensive weapon who has kind of revolutionized the quarterback position. Uh, and created, you know, kind of copycats uh, of of who he is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just think offensively, there's nobody better than Mahomes until he starts falling off. And to be fair, if you're you're maybe the best quarterback in the league, you're probably the best offensive player in the league too. So, sure. I, I look, I don't hate that pick because it's probably a correct assessment. I just hate when the quarterbacks get all the credit. I can agree with that. But fine. Uh, 
And honestly, any one of these four could win it. I think Tyreek, just the way the season kind of ended and him having so many quarterback uh, switch ins and outs, it really hurt him. But he was he was my front runner for up till week 10, 12, you know, so just a tough way to end the year for him. Sure. Uh, Defensive player of the year, huh? I noticed. I noticed they didn't just put Aaron Donald on here out of respect, which is a little <laughs> disappointing to me. Uh, but we got some good ones on this list. It's a small one, but it's it's definitely, I would say, the top three guys that you should definitely be talking about. I mean, about. it's hard to compete against these three. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa, everyone knows him. You either love him or you hate him. Chris Jones. Awesome player. Yeah. And Micah Parsons, who had a lot of flash this year and quite a bit of substance to go with it. I don't know where to start on this one. And I think no matter who you pick here, it's a pretty good choice. Okay. Uh, Oh, I think as far as big plays are concerned and when you needed something to happen right now it was Nick Bosa okay when you wanted someone that was consistently a problem would jam the run would get to the quarterback cause all that pressure up the middle Chris Jones okay sure when you want a guy that will lay the lumber create impossible matchups for that defensive line. You cannot block him with a tight end. You can't chip him with a running back. He's he's out in coverage. He's intercepting passes. He is flying at the quarterback, Micah Parsons. If I had to pick who I would want on my team right now that I think would fix the most defensive problems I have, I would go with Nick Bosa. Wow. That's what I think. I was not anticipating you going that direction. Yeah, I think I would go Nick Bosa on this. Okay. It's these all three of these guys kind of had crazy years. Sure. I think Micah Parsons' name is maybe the most hyped. Could be Nick Bosa too. I think Micah got a lot of hype throughout the season. The Cowboys defense was very good, and he was probably the best one on that defense. But they weren't the Niners number one defense. Okay. With the number one. Defensive player of the year, Bosa. Okay. I I respect that pick. I respect that pick. But um, you touched on it, and this is what's going to make me choose who I am choosing. Okay. You can take any phase of the defense and place Micah Parsons in that role. He can rush. He can blitz from all over the field. He can cover. He can catch. He can cause problems. He can jam. He can do whatever you want any defensive player to do. Uh, I'm going to just say it. He might even be able to be interior defensive tackle. <laughs> just let him blow up a couple people. Who knows? Why not? Um, he is a bad man. When they were playing the Niners, there was there was a situation where he was blitzing inside, and he destroyed the lineup. <laughs> 
literally grabbed him and threw him to the side to go after uh, Purdy. And, and that, to me, that singular play where it's like you can't – he will be outweighed by 100 pounds and still destroy somebody, um, that to me is incredibly impressive. So I'm going to choose Micah Parsons. That motherfucker um, is built like Optimus Prime. He's a scary dude that can do everything. So, Micah Parsons, robot in disguise. There you go. I, I, you know what? You gave good reasonings, and I think that's a, a solid pick. I, I mean, regardless, you got Bosa, number one defense, and Parsons, number two defense. So regardless, they are very important people to their teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just for me, it's you would trust Micah to do anything. Hey, I want you to play corner this play. Hey, I want you to play, you know, defensive end this play, you know, whatever. To maybe, me, that's kind of how Maybe I next year the Cowboys could sneak him in at safety and let him actually kill somebody. Do a 15-yard running blitz. He might actually kill somebody. <laughs> a Jamal Adams-style blitz. Oh, man. Where he just starts beelining in like a missile and just plunks somebody. Just bump, bump. He would speed bump over them. I think that would be fun. All right. Great category there. That's a very fun electric category. Those are good players. Yes, they are. <laughs> we like them. Yeah. All right. Here's for all the marbles. Who is your MVP of the league? Because I'm going to be honest, they only put one wide receiver in here and the rest are quarterbacks. Well, my pick for the AP most valuable quarterback, because that's what the category should be called. That is what it should be called. Um, is... I'm sure everybody can predict it. Jalen Hurts. Um, I just don't see the Eagles doing anywhere close to what they did without him. And that, to me, means you're the most valuable player. We had Eagles uh, scare watch for two weeks when he was out. And the first week you thought, oh, well... Minshew had a, a pretty good showing against the Cowboys. They put up a lot of points. The defenses both kind of fell apart. But that second week, Minshew looked not excellent. No. <laughs> um, and the Eagles were clearly, clearly suffering. And Gardner's not obviously the best quarterback, but he is a winning quarterback in the NFL. He has won games. He is a capable quarterback when surrounded by... <clears throat> the the talent that the Eagles have. He 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 should have been capable. But I I Jalen Hurts brings so much to the table with his football IQ, the running ability, the passing ability. He's all over the place. For me, um I think Hurts brings the offense together. I think you have amazing weapons, you know, arguably the best rushing team this year. Um, Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, amazing wide receivers that can do pretty much anything you need them to. Mm-hmm. But for all of those pieces to work, you need to have a just as good, if not better, quarterback to get those receivers the ball to make it so people key in on the receivers and then you can start running. And then you can flip the script because, oh, they're running really well. Now we got to throw it. So I, I just think he is that unit, he's that cohesive glue that brought the Eagles offense together and, and put up big numbers in the process. I like it. I'll, I'll start eliminating people to figure out who I want to vote for. Okay. I'm, I, all right. You go first. I'm going to try to predict it. Okay. 
Josh Allen, way too many turnovers and felt like he was a detriment to his team sometimes when he wanted to make the big play. Okay. So you're picking Mahomes. Josh Allen is out. Okay. <laughs> so I know who you're picking. Yeah. Joe Burrow, honestly, statistically, so impressive. And yes. he, his wide receivers were out constantly. Jamar Chase was out for some weeks. T was out for some weeks. Tyler Boyd was out for some weeks. Taj Boyd. Tyler. It's Tyler. Tyler. It's Tyler. I always do that because I like Taj Gibson. Dark Taj. Dark Taj, baby. But I don't know. It, he just wasn't quite there yet. I agree with that. Jalen Hurts, I think, was the best offensive player. Okay. Sure. So I honestly, me picking JJ time for offensive player of the year. If he doesn't win it, then Hurts should win it. Okay. So Hurts easily top two for my MVP runnings. JJ time, you can't possibly win this because your stats were nowhere near as good as Cups from last year. Okay. Well, they were close, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but Cup didn't even have a chance last year. Sure. And I think the quarterback play was a little better this year. Mm. I hate Cousins. <laughs> more more diverse well the finalists here more diverse finalists sure um and then Mahomes obviously the Chiefs were kind of forgotten at the beginning of the year this was going to be the Broncos Chargers Raiders year and the Chiefs were just going to get slapped and tickled and they were going to be losers of the AFC West sure Mahomes didn't care he'd just go out there and do his thing oh that's a win Oh, another win. Oh, we got 14 of them at the end of the year. He he might be the most consistently unbeatable quarterback. Sure. But as far as true value goes, you can't do better than Patrick Mahomes. Lock it in, MVP. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, MVP, I knew. Patrick Mahomes. Yep, yeah. As soon as you were shitting on Josh Allen, I knew you were going to pick Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if those two are comparable, Mahomes is just better. Well, yeah, 100%. I... I there's a lot to be said for, for everybody on the this top five for MVP, but... I'm going to be so mad if you get this, though. Mahomes could easily win Offensive Player of the Year if Hurts wins MVP. Yeah, I easily. agree. E- That's what I'm saying. I, you're 100% right. Is Mahomes a better offensive player than J.J. Time? 100%. Yeah, more important to the offense. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> probably. I, yeah, I, you know, the MVP always to me is who is the most important player uh, on that team. Which, How is there no running backs up here? Just give me one running back. Best running back in the league this year. Yeah, no, Chubb wasn't the best running back. No. Well, Josh Jacobs honestly was a fucking monster. Yeah, I agree. He's probably the best running back in the NFL this year. After being told that – or whispers about him being cut, not re-signed. Yeah, we don't want stuff. you on the team. Yeah. Nice job, Raiders. Yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> Look, the Raiders couldn't do much worse. They hired a terrible head coach, tried to get rid of their best running back, maybe their best player, Devonta. Uh, Devonta Adams is very good, but bad year. Not really. He set the Raiders record, <laughs> but by his standard, relatively speaking, re- yeah by by the by the Devonta Adams standard, a little bit of a down year. Tough when your down year is better than the Raiders have ever had. You do raise a good question, though. Like, why is there not at least one running back 
like take Josh Allen out and put a running back in there, maybe. I agree. Josh Allen is the least likely person I would vote for on this list. Put a Derrick Henry or a Josh Jacobs, maybe. Josh Jacobs should have been considered in this. Just like if you're the best at your position, you should be on this list. Sure. You could even you could even put in like for offense, just strictly offense player. You could have had Travis Kelsey on there. Yeah. And you know. Maybe his numbers aren't like super impressive, but what he does for that offense is unbelievable because he's blocking, catching, scoring everything. I think we should addendum that hook and ladder the Chiefs ran today was absurdly terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Shout out to Fat Andy for calling that one. Hey, that was a fat Andy play, not a regular Andy play. They're just trying to have fun out there, man. He was on like some cheeseburger shortage and his brain misfired. Damn. Oh, I, what else would you call it? I, they're just trying to have fun. That's what I'm I'm calling it. Girls just want to have fun. Fat Andy's want to have fun. Um, but I... I agree with you that there, there's a variety of different people who could be put on this list. I think Josh Allen um, and the turnover concerns would have taken him off of this list. Yeah, to me. I agree. So, um, and look, yeah. you're not always the toughest guy just because you go out there to play for your team. How about this? Yeah. We make our own awards next year. We'll do we'll do some awards next year, but we'll give out the Sunday Scaries Award. Oh man, people will be clawing at the bit to get that. So um why isn't there a kicker Stop. on the MVP? Stop. <laughs> they are consistently scoring the most points in a season. Well, their points don't mean anything. That's not fair. Well, don't look at me. Kickers are people too, man. Yeah, imagine missing four extra points in a row. What what could that do to your team? <laughs> oh, dude, Mar is not going to be playing next year. There's no way. And that was our who wins the awards recap. <laughs> Start up the rumor mill. Okay, do a, do our rumor mill noise. Uh, is that the rumor mill? <laughs> Hot off the press, rumor mill incoming. Here's today's hot headlines. Sponsored by the Sunday Scaries. Um, let's see. I Shohei Atane wants, okay. wants out of the Angels. He did. He and said you know he just where, wants to win. You know where you, you know where you win? Seattle Mariners. The goddamn Mariners. <laughs> I say we shell out 50 mil a year. Fuck it. I say we give him half the stadium. Yeah. Call it Otani Stadium. Yeah, I don't care. We'll, we'll create the Otani section, and he can he can choose uh, what food is served there. He can choose what drinks are served there. Um, we'll have the Otani Cafe, like we used to have the Hit It Here Cafe. Oh, man. It could be a fine establishment with the nicest meats and the finest wines. There was a lot of bitching and moaning about how we were not aggressive in this offseason to bring in some folks. So I say we're saving it for the big guy. We sent Ichiro after him. Mm. They, w- I think that's a good idea. They would be friends. <laughs> They're probably already friends. Probably already are. Such Ooh. a small country they came from, where they all know each other. I'm sure. Say that. I'm oh, not you're not. You're not saying that. that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just checking because 
as I stated earlier, it is an, it is just an island after all. We are a conglomerate of friends who have our own opinions, and that does not mean that we share all of the opinions and statements. If we send Ichiro after him, we get him. We get him. Yeah. Who knows where he's actually going to go, but we've given our pitch. I've offered him half the stadium, yep, a cafe, and $50 million a year. And we send Ichiro and Edgar. And Edgar. Edgar's eyes not too great anymore. That's okay. He might get. <laughs> what are you gonna say here? What are you gonna say? <laughs> he might get Ichiro and Otane confused. Okay, I'm not saying that. <laughs> we gotta lock it in, bro. <laughs> That's not good. Um, Otani to the Mariners is the hot rumor of the day. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Edgar. <laughs> We gave him two pictures. Told him to ask to ask him what's the difference. They're the same picture. Yeah. Verbal beam over. Okay, that's a fantastic meme. Um, I'm sweating. <laughs> that's a great, great rumor to have been started. Um, not so much a rumor, more of a confirmed thing. All right, let's go to confirmed town. NFL is rigged. Confirmed. We already saw it today. Um, Chiefs got in because they were supposed to get in. Goodell called it. He said, Hey, this is getting a little out of hand, guys. We got to bring in the big guns. What if he's betting heavily on these games? We need to investigate that NFL rig. If he's betting heavily on these games, Calvin Ridley should sue the NFL for every for, single thing they got. For every, he's the new commissioner. Ooh, and player. And player. Commissioner, and coach. player, coach. <laughs> Jackie Moon. <laughs> Calvin Ridley is the new Jackie Moon confirmed. I'm player coach. I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not necessarily saying it. I'm just saying it. Yeah, of course. NFL, we would never. <laughs> we love you guys. It's not us. It's them. Yeah, it, it's it's actually you. <laughs> My hands are up. You can't shoot me. It's not me. It's you. Um, next rumor. What's the hottest? That's rumor not here? rumored anymore. But uh, hot headline. Yes. Pride of Prosser. Fired. Oh, Kellen Moore out. Out and two in barbecue. Now I saw something that suggested firing a guy that led a top five offense two years in a row is not the smartest decision. Mm. However, my eyes tell me that when you put Zeke at center and let him die, you should be fired. <laughs> I'm just look, that's all I'm my eyes don't lie. What did Tupac once say? Realize, realize realized and i know what i saw shout out to tupac he tried to kill zeke i here's what i think about that situation all right i feel like kellen moore is being used a little bit as a scapegoat there because they can't fire mike i'm thinking that like you just said it's not very wise to have a high octane offense being led by a man who obviously knows what he's doing and then just part ways with him. Yeah. It was mutual, I guess, apparently. Well, he's going to go take another offensive coordinating position somewhere he doesn't want to be at a team that's bad, and then he'll probably get drugged for it. Yeah, I I don't necessarily agree with the decision there. Uh, I thought everybody was pretty happy with him there, but 
he's going to find another job and he's going to do fine at it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's his fault the Cowboys blow it every year. I think that's certain players led by a certain head coach. Sure. Mike LaFleur, been hired by the Rams as their new offensive coordinator. You guys are still going to be bad. I love that for us. Oh. I love that for us. Why? Because he's probably got like an inside scoop on his brother's brain. Ah. And you love his brother's brain? Well, uh, we got his brother the head coaching job. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because he was once our offensive coordinator. <laughs> okay. There you go. So bring in Mike LaFleur. Comes full circle. I also think that uh, we could take any coaches that are looking for a job because all of ours left. That's true. We lost a lot of them. That's true. Frank Reich. New coach. The Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Meow. <laughs> Great cat team. Um, <laughs> the, the biggest cat. Lions. The Lions did what? They're the biggest cat. I thought, oh, they're the biggest I thought, cat. I thought the Panthers were. I was mistaken. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think he's going to help them a lot. I think it's a great hire. Uh, he's kind of crazy. I don't necessarily think he deserved to be fired in the way that he did. No. I think there's some personnel decisions that are being made outside of his true yay or nay on it. I agree. And that's ultimately where they were at and, and why they didn't do so well. Um, and I mean, do you think he wanted every old quarterback in the NFL to come to the Colts? No. I doubt that, too. I bet he was like, can I please, Jim Ursay, please, can I just have one guy that's under the age of 30 play quarterback for us? And Jim was like, nah, they cost too much money, and I won't be able to buy enough cocaine. <laughs> um, I can't remember who it was, but I read this story, and it's very funny. Okay. And I want to see if you can help me remember. Let's see if my brain can fire. Ursay was invited to a quarterback's house. Okay. And I can't remember who the quarterback was, but they were going to try to get him this quarterback to go to the Colts. But he took a unnecessarily long sleep on the plane. Or <laughs> no, no, no. Was, didn't he take a shit? Yeah, it's like yes, 30 minutes. Yes, yes. And the wife of the quarterback said, That's too sketchy. I don't want you playing for the Colts. Yeah. That sounds about right. I.e., he was probably doing a lot of cocaine in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, Not confirmed or no, denied. No, 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 no. We can't prove any of that. That's hearsay. Yeah. That's hearsay. What it was. Was it Derek Carr? Why would Carr care? Oh, man. He wears his wife's eyeliner. That's true. He, he looks good in makeup. Um, I, I'm having a hard time remembering who that was. Verbal meme. Family guy Chris putting on makeup and looking in the mirror and being like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. That's what he does every day. When Derek he put, Carr? Yeah, when he puts on his wife's makeup. That's fun. That's really fun. Um, yeah. Colts in shambles. Frank Reich going to the Carolina Panthers. Um, Steve Wilkes. Um, we feel for you. But um, get boned. I, I think there's no arguing, though. Uh, the, the main point of him... I guess not necessarily getting the nod is that he did a great job with that team after losing McCaffrey. I think agreed. Couldn't agree more. So I think that if he's not getting a head coaching job, he should get, I think he's a defense guy, right? Yeah. So he should get a DC job somewhere. I agree. Or he'll stay there, wait a few years and then go be a head coach. Sure. Because he did a fine job. 
taking a really terrible team and being like, we could make the playoffs at any moment. And rushing better than when they had arguably one of the best running backs in the league. Shouts out to Dante Foreman. And Jubba Hubba Bubba. <laughs> the double bubble, Jubba Hubba. Remix. <laughs> that name makes me laugh so hard. Yes. He's on the first ballot Hall of Fame track. He should be. What other hot rumors and or coaching mix-ups do we have? Uh, D'Amico Ryan. Yes. Going to be a head coach for the Texans. Basically confirmed. Uh, you heard it here first, second, third, and last. Good call. We broke that news because I said we did. <laughs> the The Texans get a good one there. I think so. And um, what are the Texans really bad at? Everything. That was a trick question, but their defense is well, like I said earlier this uh, earlier today, they're going to go from two wins to now five wins. Okay. Lock actually, that in. actually, you know what? I, I think their defense wasn't nearly as bad as their offense. No, it wasn't nearly as bad, but they were both bad. Yeah, no, I, I retract that. Their defense wasn't the worst. That was the Lions. <laughs> there you go. But, okay, that's a good hire for them. That's, I think so. And that's a big hit to the Niners. Yeah. This is, this is now like two years in a row that the Niners have lost maybe the best defensive coordinator in football because mm. they lost Robert Sala mm-hmm. to the Jets. That guy was just a menace to the NFC West. King Xerxes himself. And now they've lost Amigo Ryan. So that's true. Good coaches make good coaches. Ain't that the truth? So, you know, it's hard to stay consistent when you're, when your coaches are always getting new jobs because they should get new jobs. Yeah. And players too. Yep. So that's a good for, for him. I like that. Get him out of the NFC West as fast as possible. Let's see. Any other rumors, any other coaching fun for the whole family? I think that is all I know. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that I just don't know. Uh, Let's guess where Sean Payton's going. Oh, yes. We let, have not let, talked about that. Yeah. I'm going to throw this dark horse out here. Okay. Nowhere. Interesting. Because he has done a lot of first interviews and zero second interviews at these places. Are we going to suggest that he's washed? Well, yes. He, sure. Yes. I, I also said it uh, a little bit earlier before we were recording. He might not be the coach that we thought he was. And maybe <laughs> it was the pieces he had on his team. Could it could it be Drew Brees should be the head coach? I like that pick. Because <laughs> he's recently been almost everywhere in the NFL that has a vacancy. And I don't know if he's waiting and biding his time to make a decision or if they were just like, well, let's not pursue this any further. I still think it will be the Broncos because they really haven't announced much. They haven't made any real notable changes. So I'm going to guess the the Broncos on this one, but it could literally be anyone. It could literally be no one. I'm still saying no one. Um, maybe Sean Payton has a little too much of the uh, um, stuffing it down with Brown type situation. Yeah. And maybe he showed up a little bit uh, under the influence 
Zoopy-doo. Maybe they had a working lunch somewhere and he fumbled the bag quite literally. Yeah, no, that definitely might have happened. Uh, Dan Quinn did not get a head coaching job. Fancy that. Uh, so, shouts out to returning to the Cowboys. Um, have the have the Colts announced their coaching situation? I don't believe they have. I don't think so. Oh, Jeff Saturday still in the driver's seat. Oh my God, they need to get rid of him quickly. Remember when he was the best coach for one day? It was amazing. He beat the Raiders. That's all that mattered. That was a good day. Yes. Josh Daniels. Suck my left And nut. then he lost seven in a row. That's pretty bad. Yes. So the Colts, what the Colts are looking at. Oh, man. They got a lot of people they're looking at. <sighs> man, I don't even know how to. They're considering just Saturday still. That's of course they are. I like Wink Martindale. Yeah. I like Raheem Morris. He was actually good for the Rams as our defensive coordinator. If you say so. Well, yeah, it wasn't his fault. Oh, hot rumor, the Rams will trade Jalen Ramsey. Ah, yes, that is another rumor. To the Seahawks. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want him. Nope, you said it. We're be fun. We're taking all them picks you got from the Broncos. We'll <laughs> do it. That'd all right. Awful. Uh, next week, next week is going to be fun. We will talk about whatever this Pro Bowl bullshit is. Yes. We will laugh at that. We'll talk some skills competition, some flag football, if anything good happens. I'm not going to promise we're going to spend a lot of time on that, but if anything good happens, we will be laughing with you at those events. And then you're going to get our full XFL look ahead and breakdown. We will go through all eight of the teams, highlight some people, highlight some potential strong teams, bad teams, and we're all going to pick our XFL teams. Yes. Beautiful. We will then look ahead at the Super Bowl. We'll do some pre-Super Bowl discussion, give our thoughts, picks, winners, losers. Okay. And then... See what else happens during the week that needs discussed. Okay. I don't know if I have anything else. We're going to enter free, free think time. Okay. These are my favorite times. Free think where wherever you want to go, we go. Okay. Um, we were talking about it earlier, um, or maybe even yesterday. I can't remember. Uh, LeBron James having a meltdown. I love that. And getting fouled very noticeably fouled, not called. They lose the game in overtime. He acted like I did when I was six. Teen. Yeah. hundred. Okay. <laughs> Old man. Old man. Um, that was a wild. The best part about that is obviously the meltdown. Sure. Followed up with uh, Schroeder tweeting the the NBA officials have fucked us out of five wins this year. And then uh, Pat Bev being like, look at this camera yeah. getting teed up and being like, go sit your dumb ass down on that bench. 
all-time move there. That I hate him so much, but me that too. that is so funny. It's a very fun. It, that, it's great meme material. That that is like a next level move. Being like you missed it, but this guy didn't. Uh, he is a scumbag. Yes, and I will die on that hill. And I've heard him do interviews. Ooh, I just play really hard, and people don't respect it. Dude, no one respects it because you play like a wild animal. You have hurt some of the NBA's best talent for no reason. You are a good defender. You are a average, below average offensive player. Yeah. I don't really know what you contribute to that end of the floor. You're a high hustle guy. But you're like the guy at the rec center that is worse than everybody else. But you think that if you try harder, you can compete. All you do is hurt people and then cry about it. And no one respects me. I can't argue with anything that you just said about Pat Beverly. No. Um, but the camera situation to the ref was hilarious. All time. That's an all time move. That's and, so good. And as a resident Chip bag. That's a, <laughs> that's such a good move. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so yeah, NBA rigged, confirmed, but we've known that for years now. Um, they haven't played a real. Shouts out to Donahue. They yeah, they haven't played a real game since the nineties. Um, <laughs> other free thoughts in other avenues. Um. We're starting to see, I think, a lot more seemingly definitive rigged situations in multiple professional sports. Are we getting older and noticing it more? Or is it new? Or are we just being um, cynical in our old age? I don't know, because like today I had no interest. I had no rooting interest in really any of the teams. Mm -hmm. So, so because of that, you're saying there's no bias. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care who wins and loses. So I'm not like, they took this away from me. Sure. And I might even go a step further. Mm. LA builds a brand new $5 billion stadium. We make all the trades, F them picks. We need it now or never. And we won some improbable games. We got a little lucky sometimes. But then again, in the in the Super Bowl, we were getting screwed over by some penalty calls. But the first the first season, this stadium, the whole Super Bowl, we're in there, we win. I don't know. People were saying NFL rig then benefited me, so I say NFL, yeah. Well, where I started really riding that train was um, Tom Brady. First year on a new team, gets the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Um, that just didn't make sense to me. So, I don't know, man. That's another rumor. The Tom Brady sweep, sweepstakes? Who wins? Who wins? You let us know because I have no idea. What, what was the hot, what, what was the, the Jets hot rumor? 
Rogers is, hey, the, hey, hot, is the hot rumor at yep. the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Carr to the Colts. Yep. And Brady to the 49ers. Or the Giants. Or the oh yeah, the Giants. The Giants. I like that I mean, one a lot more. He he goes to the team, the only team that could really beat him in the Super Bowl. I like that one. That's my favorite. One. All right, mark it down. Hell yeah. Um, let's see. One thing I do want to just throw out there, just so we can have a good laugh at the end of this show. Um, let's do a laugh. The fake fireworks for Royal Rumble. <laughs> okay. WWE, we got to talk about this. Okay, let's do it. You identified that those people sitting up in the rafters probably had their ears blown out by those poppers they were shooting off. Those are the worst seats that you could ever have. Those fireworks are going off. What I can only imagine is like 25 feet from them. Sure. They can't hear anything. And then, and then you, you, whoever you are, at WWE, you cut out to a top-down view of this very nice stadium. And you CGI in the most absurd-looking fireworks. Why are we doing that? You don't even have to spend the money to do that. Nobody cares. Just keep the camera floating around the arena. What are we doing? I, I don't know. Maybe it's for the kids at home watching. Okay. I, I don't know. Like That's the, my like, only like the indoor fireworks weren't cool enough. I guess not. <laughs> um, the uh, Cody Rhodes uh, being in love with Mountain Dew Pitch Black <laughs> was also pretty funny. I don't know how many people stayed and watched the the press conference after the event. He is such a nobody. How, Whoever's training these people is not being paid enough. He might be the greatest. I mean, all these WWE guys are. They are so good on the mic. Very good. He gets up there and goes, well, I guess if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to drink some, turns bottle, (laughs) Mountain Dew, pitch black. (laughs) And he cracks the top and takes the most baby sip and goes, Mm, Mountain Dew pitch black is so good. <laughs> and he falls up with, I want you all to know, I I I have not had sugar in three months. This is mm, so good. He shouldn't have said that because it basically confirmed that he fucking hates it. <laughs> he took the lid off a second time. A little bird sip. <laughs> His face was fighting every bit of it. And then he closes the interview, takes the cap off. You're like, he's going to take another drink. And he just walks off holding it. He poured that thing right out. Oh, yeah. It was good. The WWE event was very fun. So if we could strike up a deal here with Mountain Dew, I'll drink as much pitch black as you want, and I won't lie about it. It would be a big hit over here. I would say it's good probably no matter what. Cottonwood Media would... Greatly accept all the pitch black you can handle. That's true. And if you have another flavor that you're like not sure about, I'll drink it and say it's good. I don't care. We will beta test any flavor on the floor right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great offer. That's very generous of you. I think so. Uh, that was funny. Good, good call bringing that. That was very funny. Um, 
closing. Close it. If we get sponsored by Mountain Dew, okay. what is our flavor? The Cottonwood Media flavor. Here's what we're going with. Okay. Lay it on us. I'm thinking something that is a little tropical. Okay. But there's a lot of tropical things we got to compete with. Sure. So let's keep it simple. Okay. Banana. Oh, a banana soda? Banana do. Banana do. How do you do banana do? I don't want that at all. How do you do banana do? Is it just banana? Banana. Mountain Dew. Banana. Banana. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do they have a yellow Mountain Dew? Uh, I don't think so. Mountain Dew mango. Okay. Yeah. I'll compromise the mango. Okay. That's a good compromise. Mountain Dew banana mango. Banana mango. I'm going to retract that. Okay. Just mango. Just mango. Mountain Dew mango. Mango madness. Mountain Dew mango madness for March Madness. Oh, oh, baby. With our logo plastered right on it, right next to it. And it's you and I doing a little cheers and go, mm, I love Mountain Dew. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't throw up on the spot. Oh, he probably did right afterwards. Um, It's been real and it's been fun. It's been real fun. Firm handshakes to everybody involved. And this is going to be our first official audio only cast. Watch for it on all major podcast networks, such as Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Apple. and I think it's called Apple, not iTunes. I I haven't used an iTunes Apple product in so long. You have an iPhone. But I don't use the music on it. And his phone number is. No. <laughs> um, thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, I love y'all. Cody might not. It's been fun, huh? We'll see you next week. See ya.